Hello humans, welcome to the athlete's couch. Um, we're actually in the athlete's office today. So I'm Maddie, this is Dr. Jenny. It has been such a beautiful experience getting to know her, know her story, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, we actually met on a Facebook group. Um, so if you think about joining that Facebook group, you should, and make sure you post on it as well, because beautiful things can come from it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Mm -hmm. So I'm in my office right now, where we're at my office. Um, I work at Neuroplasticity St. Pete in St. Pete, Florida. Our goal is to help people who otherwise wouldn't receive help. And that's mostly because we do things other people don't do. So we do upper cervical functional neurology. We focus on the upper neck, making sure your head is on straight so that your entire experience of the world isn't crooked. It does have big impacts. And then also with functional neurology, making sure that our head and neck are communicating, our brain is communicating with the rest of the body and everything is flowing the way that it should be. Um, little silly things and simple things that make big impacts. So that's what I do day to day. Um, I just moved here and I'm excited to kind of get to know everybody. So this is a perfect little intro. Yes, welcome to St. Pete. We are super excited to have you here. Um, so you grew up in sports. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. What... How did you grow up in sports? What was it like growing up? Um, All that came together. So I'm from Sterling, Illinois, um, rural America, two hours west of Chicago. So what do you do when you join sports? Join a little soccer league, work at, or play at the YMCA, or join Little League? And so I um, was in T-ball and everything growing up, um, but really took to Little League and really liked softball. And so um, there was a man who helped run the Little League named George. And he was the first person who came up to me, and it's silly, but at eight years old or whatever, I was about eight, nine years old, he was like, you're going to be really successful, you're very coordinated, I'm 6'1", um, when I was tall even then, and he's like, don't ever give up, I think you can really make a career out of this and stuff. And so it just planted a little seed. Um, biggest, biggest moment, and really, there's psychological theory that you can tie your entire life trajectory back to a moment, and that is, oh. I, I believe, maybe the moment where it was. Oh, that's yeah, so beautiful! Cool. It's so cool because in that moment too, it was probably you're like, okay. Yeah, I was you? like, what does that even mean? Great, yeah. thanks, dude. But now you, it turned into a memory where you're like, this guy was. He pushed me to get me to where I am now. That's yeah. super cool. That's really yeah. cool. And just opened up my sights to it. Uh -huh. It was really awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you played softball. What was that like? Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So did the little league thing, which like is silly. It seems again silly, like when you're talking about younger stuff and what you did. But um, I. So then from that, I my parents were like, oh, maybe she is gonna do that. Maybe we should invest. We should maybe she can get a scholarship eventually. You know, thing in the long term thing. And so. Um, they signed me up for ASA, so I played traveling softball about an hour away from my hometown. And so we were, we would, uh, carpool with the neighbors. They were my best twin best friends growing up and we'd get in the car, drive down, eat Subway every single day, I swear. And <laughs> <laughs> I swear on Subway every day. Um, I got to write with pen and pen on my homework, you know, no one else got to do that. Like it was just <laughs> a very interesting life that switched really fast. We were busy traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was fun because my team was always really good. We were yeah. So it's kind of fun when you're getting to know coordination and, and rocking it. So, uh. yeah. So that's kind of where it started and it, it went from there. So um, I ended up going to a local team the next year. 
we had very dedicated parents who just wanted to see what they could do with our success and so it was kind of fun they were like hey we're a really good local team we won tournaments every weekend like barely had competition we're by far some of the best players in the area and so um they're like hey what if we play the little league season we go into postseason we're all from the same town so we can go try to do the little league world series and so we did that um, we did the round, we did a little trial run to see how far we could get the year before the, we aged into being able to go to the World Series. We won 17 to nothing, won the state championship, and that's the furthest you can go. So we were kind of like, yeah, we're definitely doing this next year because I think we can do something. And again, it's so funny because we were so young, but we, our parents were like, yep, we're going to do it. And our entire family's lives, everybody's family's lives revolved around us making sure that we could go and on ESPN when we were little and so yeah so it was really awesome and so we trained all the time and we ended up going blowing through state blowing through central regionals and ended up going to the Little League softball world series that's super cool that's so crazy like Mm -hmm. to be able to say that so when you say that you're like training all the time yeah you're in middle school at that age right Mm -hmm. and so like what was the work week of training for that Cause that's, you're so young to be that yeah. dedicated to athletics. Yeah. We, luckily we had a really awesome facility where they had batting cages so we could go year round locally. Um, and we spent a lot of time there. We rented out with the gyms at the middle school and the high school. And so we just do indoor practices all through the winter. Um, just like kind of classic. I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that now, but uh, we, I multiple days a week when we weren't practicing, we were hanging out, talking about what yeah. we were doing. Like we were just obsessed. It was all, what was it? That was That's it. so yeah. cool. Yeah. And then when we did the world series thing, we were just celebrities of the mm-hmm. time. I mean, I still go back and people are like, you know who I am. It's just kind of like, okay. You're going to tell fun. your kids about that one day and they're going to be yeah. like, okay, and, sure. And the fun thing was, is we... A play happened. We lost one to zero, I think, when we were actually had an ESPN game. And um, we shouldn't have lost. So we should have at least been at a tie. Um, but the ump made a really bad call and it made Sports Center. So it was okay. kind of funny because we ended up seeing people in the airport later and they're like, we saw they blew a call in Sports Center. You guys should have won the game. Oh my God. You know, so it's just this like drama, like a college mm-hmm. experience, you know, wow. we're 13. So, wow. yeah. so that's like so crazy of you growing up and becoming so good mm-hmm. at like you almost like you mastered softball at that point you were like yeah i mean masters yeah but like to there was no competition yeah it was like i mean yeah you weren't you couldn't like grow at that point like you had it all figured out so then um you told me that you went on to play volleyball yeah in eighth grade yep so i my friends were playing volleyball too obviously we were just normal middle schoolers and so i was like maybe i'll try that sport and then i thought hmm i did everything i wanted in softball everything i i've already played on espn yeah so like okay. everyone's dream yeah yeah and so i decided to start volleyball um we were really like my first year my coach was really good and we did really really well at our postseason stuff and then i ended up making varsity immediately in, in high school so only a year in just really transitioned sports and was became obsessed with volleyball. So oh, fun. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It was really fun. We had pretty successful teams. I played traveling. I switched from, I gave up softball, ended up transitioning to traveling volleyball then. And luckily that same athletic facility in our little town of 15,000 hosted tournaments every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I played my first year on my regular age team and then I was on the 18-year-old team. Oh, wow. 
mountains after that. So oh, cool. just awesome. lots of success. Awesome. Yeah. It's so fun to look back at sports at that age and be like, wow, like life was perfect playing those sports. <laughs> yes, like everything was so easy. Yeah. And then you look back at sports now being in college and it's like, yeah, everything was great. <laughs> it's, like, it's different. It's real yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so then did you go on to play volleyball in college or what did you do? Yeah. So I had some offers. I was D1 caliber for that. So that mm -hmm. was nice. Um, I ended up playing on a team in Chicago, and that kind of opened up a little bit more exposure, and my coaches were coaching at college, too, so got just really, really good training, and I was training, I trained with the NCAA Volleyball Player of the Year that oh, year, yeah. too, so we were, you know, she came back, and her block, and I had a block where my hands hurt really bad, I remember <laughs> she was so good, but just, like, really got into it, I was ready to go play college and find the right fit, and... Um, my coaches left the college that I was going to go mm -hmm. to, and so scholarship done. Yeah, you know that's really hard because I know mm -hmm. so many people who have had that situation happen to them, and it's way more common. It's like, who, who do I talk to about that? Yeah, like because if you didn't have a teammate who you were in high school with who also had something like that, because it's very rare, but it happens a lot as well. Yeah, it's, it's like shameful almost. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. You yeah. don't want to talk about it. It's like. Yeah. Uh, and like it's like everyone feels sorry for you but like no one knows like like it's like okay I just I just have to keep going and yeah. keep looking at schools but for some people it's too late at that point mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. really hard so what did you do after that yeah so I quickly was like oh crap what am I gonna do I've always wanted to do this it's gonna happen I don't know how I don't know and so <clears throat> I had some other schools set up. I had offers from other schools that were really, really far away, though. And so I just was like, it just doesn't feel right. You know, my instincts mm -hmm. were like, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so I had a, I had a visit one night um, that I did absolutely not want to go to, but it was kind of my last, like, mm -hmm. okay, let's try this out. Mm -hmm. And my mom was willing to drive me through the night mm -hmm. to go beat another athlete to get an offer in the morning when I got yeah. there. Like, it was just a very competitive situation. And I was like, you know what, I don't want to go. And I went up to get my bags, and I was like, you know what, forget it. Like, I don't want to go. I'm going to go because I don't have an option. But I just kind of was yeah. like, I need something to work out, and I need it to happen now. Uh, because if I'm meant to go do something, I need to find out yeah. what it is. That's really hard, too, because, like, your last minute, like, like I got to figure out when mm -hmm. I'm going to college. Like, mm -hmm. I want to get my college paid for. You have a lot of pressure on you from not only yourself, but your parents. All of it. The people Friends, around you. Yes, exactly. These years of my community yes. wondering what was going to happen. Yep. Yeah, comparing yourself mm -hmm. to your friends. That's really hard, especially when you know it just doesn't jive within you. It's yeah. not where you're supposed to be. And so that's so commendable for you to really be like, no, yeah. this is not where I'm going. Yeah. But I wouldn't have told anybody at the time, yeah. you know, but I just truly, it was kind of like an unavoidable, like, oh my gosh, I have to drive all night. I, yeah. well, I'm going to be really far away. People yeah. said that place sucks. Like, I might even yeah. say where it was, because who cares? And it was like, it just wasn't even working out for you. Like, you see in your life when things work out uh -huh. for you, like, uh -huh. that's where you're meant to be. And when things are like, oh, it's really far away, like, there's all these obstacles, it's like, is this, is this what the world or whoever wants for me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I went in my room and was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I didn't tell anybody I even mm -hmm. kind of was like, whatever. And it was my brother's birthday, so we went and picked him up to have dinner with him before we drove. And um, they were down farming a few, like, country blocks down, as we <laughs> said. And so we drove and pulled in, and I got a call 
from the University of Iowa. And I was like, my mom's like, who's that? I was like, Iowa, that's weird. And she was like, what the heck? And <laughs> just funny. And she's like, hi, um, I know you probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but this is Beth, I'm from the rowing team in Iowa, and we have scholarships available. We just need to get you on campus. We've vetted you as an athlete. You know, you have grades. We know you have the skill, the mentality, the training, everything. We know you can be recruited and you're still an available athlete. You want to um, have you walk on, but we have scholarships available and we can't talk about them until you come. But instantly, and I hung up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. My mom's like, what? And so we were actually going to my grandpa's restaurant and we. Yeah, I remember he had a, for some reason he had a computer on one of the tables and I started looking it up and I was like, oh, this is legit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is legit. So I actually called her back and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I am like <laughs> about to drive all night. I just gave up figuring out what I'm going to okay. do. And she's like, it's no problem. It happens all the time. Uh, like, whatever. That's and so of, canceled my trip there. Wow. That's kind of how it was for me when I got my offer to Akron. Yeah. I just randomly, like, um, Got it. I remember being on the beach and I was with my friends and I was like, oh, sick, I got a D1 offer. Like, and I was really late into getting into lacrosse and I was like, I probably won't go there and spend my next four yeah. years there. Yeah, so, it's like, it's funny how yeah. it works. Yeah. Sometimes it's the subtle thing that pops up and yeah. the trajectory is there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So went and visited and my some of my best friends were going there anyway and it was mm-hmm. within two hours of being home and I yeah. got to do the D1 thing and try a new sport and I was like, I've, I've transitioned sports and done yeah. great, so That's I cool. don't really care. Yeah, yeah I was so. just going to ask how was the transition of like transitioning from volleyball to rowing, and yeah. uh, were you with, because I know it's a walk-on sport, but yeah. were you with a lot of other athletes who that had been their whole career? Yeah, a few. Uh-huh. So you walk in as a novice, um, and so we had this novice class, and then they're comp- you're competing immediately to get up moved up on varsity. Mm-hmm. So the okay. whole thing is being in shape having coordination yeah. and then you learn technique as you go it's yeah. just how it works that's really and so, cool and it's like the people who uh went up to varsity are the people who are they work their butt off to get yeah. there yeah exactly that's and really i'm obviously cool. i'm six one i'm very thick like i'm built very muscular yeah. athletic build so um yeah so i made varsity in two weeks um oh wow yeah like competed right in the fall and everything and awesome the transition was interesting, I think, because it's a walk-on sport, I anybody could go who was fit, I guess mm-hmm. is probably the way to put it, and that was a little bit frustrating for me because yeah. I'm like, I've been this competitive, driven, intentional athlete. Yeah, it's a way different environment. Yeah, and then people around me are like, they were, no offense to cheerleaders, <laughs> they're very competitive athletic cheerleaders, yeah. but you have people who were literally from a town of 500, oh, there yeah. wasn't an athlete. You know, there wasn't a competitive cheer component. Yeah. They just had, were yeah. dancing on the sideline. They're like, yeah, I was an athlete. I'm like, that's just, we're even the same person, yeah. you know? No, I understand. I was competitive too. Growing yeah, up, so and that's a very, any... it's a respectable yeah. sport, but. It's, it's some, a different world. Yeah. And that's, that is a completely different thing than just mm-hmm. so, someone who's like, I put on a uniform and just cheer yeah. for people, you know? Yeah. And so we had some people who weren't athletes mm-hmm. on there necessarily like a traditional athlete and i was like it was just a little bit conflicting yeah. for me you know yeah yeah we were talking about that earlier just how it can be even hard to relate to people who aren't college athletes mm-hmm. and it's a completely different world because you're you do that every day you do your sport every mm-hmm. day so you don't even know how to relate to those other people so yep. that can definitely be like frustrating and like who are you kind of but you 
yeah. to go into it with that like I'm better than you aspect, but it's still like like I'm comparing myself to you. So it's hard, especially growing up from being like top of your class in softball. Yeah. And like yeah. that that's definitely different. It was just different. It was just conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the people that were yeah. it was just like more of an athletic point of like, yeah. oh, this is weird. I'm not competing with the same people mm-hmm. that I normally have been. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Funny. Um, so you rode at Iowa for how long? A few months, and then I, um, one day, there's a, the coach rides in a boat next to you, it's called the launch, and okay. the coach came over on the launch and was like, hey, I can tell something isn't right, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not admitting it, but my back is, yeah. like, just yeah. messed up, I'm going to try not to come. Yeah. And- <laughs> Doing that is, that is, like, so hard with, um, like, admitting a injury to your mm-hmm. coaches, because it's like, Oh, I'm gonna get my scholarship for. I'm gonna like. There's so yep. much riding on the line. I know it's how it was for me, and I know so many athletes who push through like really strenuous in, in injuries because it's like it's not just your athletic career on the line. It's yep. your degree on the line, and there's so many other instances where it's like you have this whole big thing on the line that's getting you through college. And yep. for some people, if you don't have that degree or if you don't have that scholarship, you're not gonna be able to pay for your yeah and that's exactly. so scary yeah yeah exactly and so not only had i not thought past being a college athlete that was always the goal mm-hmm. i was always my parents going oh, yeah. you just got to get oh, you yeah. through school and this is going to be the solution because we i mean who can pay for no. sixty thousand dollars a year you know? okay, yeah and so um that was always the intention that i ever really thought past it so mm-hmm. all of a sudden i'm walking up to the trainer's room going this is not going to be good and then mm-hmm. it progressed from there. Uh, I couldn't stand up straight. There were five different diagnoses when I look back at my notes and my imaging reports and everything and what was going on. And so at that time, I heard people were like, are you faking it? Even though I couldn't stand up mm-hmm. straight also. And I was like, no, I just keep getting told something different every time. Yeah. And the yes. care is just trash, yes. you know? Yeah. And I wish I could go back. Ugh, I, have so much, I know so much now, let's find out here. There were so many instances like that for me with my injury that I was like, in my head I created in myself being like, I don't know what this is and no one's telling me what this is. Like, am I just creating this yeah. for myself? And like, yeah. like brainwashing my own self being like, you're an idiot. Like, you're not feeling this pain. Mm-hmm. Like, because no one could diagnose me with what was wrong. Like, you tear your ACL and it's like, oh yeah, I'm totally yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like yeah. a spine injury and stuff like that. There's way more going into yeah. it. And honestly, not even where colleges are sometimes prepared to help you in those areas. Yeah, exactly. And luckily, University of Iowa hospitals are really great, but my experience was not good. Yeah. And they actually called me for a follow-up, like, 10-year check-in. Oh, no way. Recently, and I was like, that, no, I don't even want to talk to you. It was not good. Weirdly enough, they do check-ins like that. I don't know if it was a research department or what, but yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so got injured and my world flipped upside down. Yeah, that's really hard. So uh-huh. you got injured and you quit? Well, on I guess a detail that I would share that I think is really, really important was not only was my world flipped upside down, I didn't know what I was gonna do moving forward. My, da- my dad and my parents, I mean, my mom were really like, if you cannot take out loans, that'd be great because we all know the yeah. same loan mess. Oh gosh, it just it's another thing I have. Maybe <sighs> Like I found a I found a student loan solution for my profession that I'm working on. I told mm-hmm. you this morning I was talking to somebody about it. 
because it's just this nasty thing. Yeah. And so that came up as well. Mm. And so um, I, you get mandated as a Division One athlete to go talk to a psychologist. And I went in and explained, like, I can't take out student loans. I'm injured. I don't know what my injury is even. I don't even know how to address it. And she was like, well, that's crazy. I don't really know how to help you. <laughs> so the one moment of vulnerability where I was like, I yeah. need help. Wow. I need someone that I need help and wow. I reached out. I and was, I know that took you so long to get there because just the identity of growing up mm-hmm. as an athlete, it's like, no, I don't need help. Like shut the fuck yeah. up, put your head down, yeah. like, push forward, like it's gonna yeah. like you gotta get through it. And you were at such a loss because you're losing your identity as an athlete, you're losing All of it. your yeah. scholarship, you're have you just want someone to tell you, like give you the magic words at that point. Yeah. And the last person who you thought would do that was like, no. Yeah, it wasn't even a little bit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even like, hey, you you can figure this out. Like, we can talk to this. So yeah. it was just like, well, that's crazy. I don't know. I can understand yeah. why you're confused. And I was like, oh my gosh. I know I'm confused. <laughs> it wasn't even know. like, that's, that's valid. Too. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. a sports psychologist when I tore my ACL because it's, again, you have to go to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, whatever. I was just thinking about, okay, what am I going to do after this hour mm-hmm. meeting, whatever. And it's like so funny because now that's what I wanted to do. But at the time I went to see my sports psychologist, went in there and was like, this didn't help me at mm-hmm. all. And um, so studying so that I do help someone in that situation. Where's the gap? <laughs> but it's like so crazy that it, you go into these meetings so often. And, and, and it was probably just the fact that I was told I had to go. Yeah. That I just didn't give much thought to it. It was like this isn't gonna work. Who are yeah. they to tell me and yeah. make my life better? You yeah, know? they have a tough job too. Yeah. Yeah. So you stopped doing that. What was like your um you told me a little bit about your last meeting with your coaches. Yeah, and that being a big thing. So where I was where I was met with not a lot of hope by the psychologist, I that happened in the fall, like late fall, and so I had some time over Christmas break. I started getting involved in some different things and really challenged me, myself, really to just be like, who do you want to be? You know, mm-hmm. just asking my, myself questions that I had never been able to ask before, which is hard. Yeah. Um, and I figured out that I wanted to just go love and serve people, mm-hmm. and I had a plan, and I didn't know how I was going to get there. Um, part of my dilemma actually was that being a first generation, like true first college student of my family, I didn't really even understand how college worked. Yeah. And that's like very awkward to admit that like, no, I, 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 I didn't know. Half the people who go to college don't know how that works. And when you're an athlete, they sit you in a room and they say, these are the easy, these are who we have tutored for, yep. tutors for the classes. These are the easy ones. This is who we're putting you in. And you're like, okay. So on top of it, it was like, I don't even know how to navigate the world, mm-hmm. let alone whatever. You're not even just losing having access to like a sports psychologist. You're now losing the, All of it. the relationship <laughs> that you would have to your teammates, the mentors as your coaches, exactly. the easy access to doctors. We talked a little mm-hmm. bit about that and how healthcare is also crazy, so confusing. Crazy, crazy. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. So... I was really freaked out because I was like, well, the next natural thing is, is they're going to honor me as an athlete if I continue to try to rehab. And I kept talking to the trainers and then I was like, well, 
I'm done. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I have to have my back. I want to have kids someday. I want to be able to walk. And like right now, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. My solutions aren't coming to me being here. Mm -hmm. And so I went ahead and meeting with my coaches and said, I want to change the world. I want to be a great resource to people. I want to do all the things. And this isn't it. And I need to just acknowledge that. And they were like, because it's a walk-on sport, they have a lot of turnover. And they were like, normally we argue with people about it and try to get them to stay. But we believe, again, that we believe you're going to be successful. And I was like, boom, thank you mm. for acknowledging that and believing in me and believing just in my solutions that I came up with. And that was enough for me to yeah, to move on and transition out. That's really nice because I know so many people who have had a messy transition leaving from either they... Uh, graduated and they left and it was messy in that area or they like quit early yeah. and because they had to or whatever it was um, and that's so nice that you were able to have a good close to the chapter yeah it was, it like, was. okay these yeah. people are supporting me this is where I'm meant to be this is how I'm going to go forth into um, the world and whatever and it also just gives you a sense of peace as moving on from being an athlete where yeah. now you're you have this injury, so you can't really play sports in the same manner, yeah. but you then fuel that into your career. Yeah. But exactly. um, yeah. it's such a transition coming out from being an athlete your whole life. Yeah. Like you were a top tier athlete growing up. Yeah. So like that's all you knew was athletics. So um, literally that was it. Yeah. What yeah. was that like for you uh, the next years after that? Yeah. So my mental health plummeted, obviously, right after I was injured. I couldn't, I mean, even my teammates, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go ride the bike or I have to go leave early because I have to go like run in the water to be able to get my cardio in mm-hmm. and everything. And so I just, I had an immediate separation. And so mm-hmm. that was hard in itself. Yeah. Um, no one talks about that either. Like, no. You don't, you don't realize it's like, okay, this is going to be the best for me to quit this sport, but now I'm probably gonna lose all my friends from it and yeah like, that's just naturally how it happens because you're not with them all the time yeah, but you're not at the meetings you're yeah not, it yeah. sucks There's like so seeing seeing my best friends who i played on the team with uh quitting and doing the best things for themselves and then that relationship growing a little weaker right mm-hmm. i love them just the same but yeah. we just didn't see each other all the time yeah. that like broke my heart yeah it's funny my like two best friends from there i was like with them and one of them got married this year and stuff. so luckily they i visited a lot after yeah. i was done so luckily those relationships continued but yeah that immediate separation happened and then i was left with okay now i'm going out in the world i have to figure out who i am who i want to be like how do i relate to people because all i talked to people about growing up was what are you doing next where are you going this weekend yeah. what teams are we playing blah, blah, yeah blah. sports and just sports. had no i know I didn't know anything different related yeah. to anybody else. And so I had to reestablish like my relationship to my siblings and my parents mm-hmm. and my parents' friends, like all or just everybody. It was crazy. And so I remember sitting outside in my mom's room once and she was like, I don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. Like you you're just sad and you just have to figure it out, you mm-hmm. know? And like she wasn't being she's very loving mm-hmm. and she's like i just don't know what she's being real yeah Yeah. she's like you're just upset because you don't know who you are anymore you gotta figure it out that's so interesting to see it from that other side of it as like even your mom like didn't know who you were and your identity and how to love you as someone other than an athlete like yeah we talk about the identity as an athlete and how that can be so hard graduating your sport but even on the flip side of it 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 affects your siblings affects your family that's so crazy yeah, and all, and all of a sudden I had to fit into 
Yeah, it's just, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And my mom has always been, you have a loving purpose, mm -hmm. you're going to do great, this yeah. is means to an end, like, she's done wonderful. Uh -huh. But just the practical, like, I don't know, I've never been in your shoes, so I'm not sure what you should do. Yeah. And I just remember being like, you don't even love me. And then looking back, it was because she wasn't sitting in the stands cheering yeah. for me, yeah. or bragging about me, yeah. or whoever, or whatever yeah. it was. She was just being normal, and I yeah. had never experienced normal. Yeah. So it was just so extreme. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was just this, like, me also <clears throat> going from, and I don't even think I've told you about this and all we're talking at, was I think the biggest thing was transitioning away from that and then, I went and started working summer camps and after school programs and helping and um, just was basically at the YMCA doing all the kids programming. And I just was like, I just want us to be as best as we can. Like, yes. I don't want to get there. Yes. I know how to set goals. Yeah. I know how to like have a high expectation and think about it beyond. And like that skill set is so powerful mm -hmm. that you don't realize that other people just don't have developed. Yes. So in some ways you have this, I can't fit in. I'm not normal. How do I but, relate to you? But at the same time, you are the one who has the skill set who yes. is, I know how to lead a team. I know how to be part of things and, and make them better and have a higher expectation. And so that was the big transition of me going, oh, wait, I actually have this incredible skill set. And it might oh. be really, really, really hard. Yeah. But no matter what I do, I'm going to go do, be the best at whatever it is, yeah, you know, and beautiful. utilize that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that took a lot. Like, I do not want to even, I'm still trying mm -hmm. to figure that out, you know? Yeah. You uh, mentioned earlier, uh, or before we were talking that you saw a therapist um, after mm -hmm. and they helped yeah. you realize um, that it wasn't just all in your head, that there was yeah. actual science behind yeah. coming out of being an athlete. Could you touch on that? Yeah. So in order for us to develop our brains, we have to get inputs. So inputs come from temperature, they come from light, they come from pain, you know, touch happening. There's all different things that help us develop our brain in different social situations, like learning to share the remote with your sibling or, well, that seems silly. Of course <laughs> I learned to share my remote with my sibling, but like having a bedtime, or having an ex like, okay, I'm gonna be home by nine o'clock every night and always be able to go to bed. Just like some routines and just normal things that help develop our brain. Mm -hmm. When you're a busy full-time athlete, what are you doing? Eating on the go, mm -hmm. brushing your teeth when you can, you know, like always running out the door. Always the next thing. Yeah, like getting home and being like, well, I have a not like tonight I'm home at 11. I was home at six yesterday. Like never having predictable, mm -hmm. Just it's just kind of chaos. Yeah. And she was like, you just have to realize that proper, normal, everyday socialization that everybody else has had mm. around you, you haven't had that. Mm. And so the best thing you can do is literally just start being normal and being yeah. uncomfortable with being yes. normal. And normal, obviously, is a loose term. Yeah. So try to be consistent. Try to find a time that you like to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like Revolve your life around the things that you have going on, but also you don't have to be crazy chaos anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And so yeah immediately that helped me go oh i understand now rather than just me trying to figure it yeah. out on my own. yeah it's it almost, was good it's almost like an addiction to like this own life of an athlete that you've created yeah. and you don't realize like how there's so much psychology and stuff like mm -hmm. that that is like deep rooted in that yeah like for me i'm just freshly graduated and my dad the other day was like oh like you're going to the gym way too much and i was like i used to go to the gym like 20 hours a week i don't know what you're saying i go yeah. to the gym 
five days a week for one hour each. Like that's five hours a week. That's, that's, not that's, that's a fourth of what I was doing. Right. Like what are you talking about? But it's like if I don't go to those five minutes of the no, those five hours of the gym each week, I'm like, I don't know how to reset myself. I yeah. don't know how to like be a functioning human because that's my happy place mm-hmm. now is going to the gym and that's my outlet of like yeah. uh transitioning from playing lacrosse to just using that in the gym exactly and that was what's interesting with me having been injured was mm-hmm. i would try and then i would get flared up oh, and yeah. not be able to stand oh, up yeah yeah and so that was like a weird thing that i guess i didn't even mention but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's crazy or it's an experience that if you haven't done it you don't get it but mm-hmm. if you have you do yeah. you know so how has that from uh what you just previously talked about transitioned into what you've been doing after your life as an athlete yeah, I mean, it's still been that battle of I want to be the best and not because I, Dr. Jen Ran or Jen, you know, identity outside of my work isn't going to be okay if I'm not. Getting to terms mm-hmm. with that is just, you're just a human like everybody else mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and, and you just get to be a human and that's been the best thing in the world. Oh. And the way that I hacked that was two years ago, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go walk every single day in the mm. same exact spot i'm gonna force myself to just do the same thing over and over again mm. i'm gonna find beauty and all of the things and i'm just gonna be like well i'm a different person than i was yesterday and just like got in touch with nature mm. and um just connected with everything that i could and so i just started doing really really normal things i love that yeah that's really cool yeah and then I, but then I went to grad school uh-huh. when I, I had done those things before. I really kind of mm-hmm. have done those since grad school. Yeah. But like, even for me, I'm like setting a routine of like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the same thing. Like getting right, right when I wake up, getting up and walking, yeah. like going on a walk with my dog and setting myself up, uh, like creating a good framework for my day. Yeah. So exactly. it's what, like, everyone's like, go on a walk for five, 10 minutes, but you don't even realize how when you go on a walk for five, 10 minutes without your phone, you're able to just be a human yeah, and really exactly. like, even if it's you're for those 10 minutes, you're taking in all the beautiful things around you. Yeah. Like, or yeah. you're, it, those 10 minutes can really be a life changer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as simple as a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, research shows that too, oh, yeah. which is really nice. But when I got to grad school, it was a, it was crazy because it was that competitive, mm. you got to get things done. You have these deadlines. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, it allowed me to go, okay, wait, this is the mainstream stuff that's happening. I want to be efficient. I want to um, go out and change the world. I was able mm-hmm. to go to Australia for Ooh, the World Congress of Chiropractic Students. Yeah, I was a diplomat from of my school to go to that meeting. I was on the board for them while I was in school. And so me understanding the importance of excellence and mm-hmm. value and accessibility of things to people, because you realize quickly, like, I didn't have healthcare mm-hmm. accessibility the same way I did at the hospital yes. when I was there or to tutors and all this stuff. You start to realize, oh my gosh, people just don't have things. Yeah. Or maybe that girl was the cheerleader like that because she didn't have an opportunity to yes. play sports that my parents yeah. were willing to pay for it now. And so I started really shifting my perspective on that and um, yeah, got into chiropractic school and just did really, really awesome stuff. And it was hard and mm-hmm. conversation for a different day on all of the ins and outs of all of that. But since getting out of school, I've really asked myself, like, who do I want to be? That same question that I've been asking for 10 years and how, how is it going to play in? And it's led me to 
have a framework for decision making to only go do what I believe is beautiful and mm-hmm. good and a, and a way for me to be able to perform at my best at all times. And because mm-hmm. you're, we're in tune with our bodies, we've been trained from a young age to be aware of those things. I'm mm-hmm. way more sensitive to whether or not I'm comfortable in environments mm-hmm. and able to do the things I need to be do, doing. And so that's kind of been the main thing. Um, I'm in a clinic where we don't talk about money. We don't talk about how many patients are coming in right now. We just want to help people and do our best. And with that comes the ability to reach a lot of people because we are so concerned with all the little nitty gritty details. Mm-hmm. And it's been a gift to be able to do that and to be a doctor. I was telling her I'm going to learn ASL to be able to communicate to my patients better and just get, it's all of those little things where you aren't just okay with having an office space. I want to be at the best office space I can be in. I want to be able to be the best doctor and reach the most people. And it's just that extra that I look back and I'm like, that was because I was an athlete, you know, and I just, I just know what it takes and what it looks like to Mm -hmm. go out and succeed, you know? Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like you, and I'm sure you look back at all those moments that are like, I would not change them for a thing because you would not be like where you are right I now. I didn't ask for the, for yeah. the hard stuff, but yeah. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story, yeah. um, just where you are now and how you wrap that around to, uh, like you could still look at it in a negative light mm-hmm. and see it in a negative way, but the fact that you've turned all the negative things into beautiful things is so amazing. And yeah. It's been so great to get to know you and hear your story. So thank you so much.